Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by a full team this week. We've got Katie, we've got Liz and we've got Izzy as we're going to be previewing the November meeting at Cheltenham. One of my favourite jumps meetings of the year. We all went there last year and all of us are at least going to be there for one of the days over uh, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So if you do see us, feel free to to give us a shout. But before we get into things, let's see how everyone is. Uh, Izzy, I'll come to you first. Not been on the podcast for a while, but I know you're doing two days at Cheltenham. Are you looking forward to it? Absolutely. Um, It's good to be back on and with the full squad as well. Yeah, Cheltenham, I'm so excited. I I was just saying, um, I think Sunday is the day that I'm most looking forward to. Um, And I will get into it later, but that Schler chase looks spicy. Yeah, it does. It might not be a bad renewal. It's been a little bit disappointing in recent years, but hopefully we get a star-studied field. How about you, Liz? How are things with you? Yeah, good, thanks. I don't think I've been on for a while either. But um, as Lizzie said, good to have uh, all the ladies and you, Chris, <laughs> back on. Uh, but I, sh- I shall be there too, just a Saturday mind. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, and Katie, you're going to be there on Friday. That's tomorrow uh, at the time we're recording. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sad I'm going to miss you all on Saturday, but uh, tomorrow should be good. Belterberg and Galvin in the cross-country. Uh, will be definitely the highlight. So we're looking forward to it. It's a great meeting. We had a lot of fun there last year, didn't we? Um, so yeah, hopefully there's not too much rain and, and we'll see some, some good horses. Yeah, we'll be in the Big Spa probably drinking uh, all the champagne. So yeah, if you want to come and find us out, that's probably where we'll be. But uh, anyway, let's get into it then. The first race we're going to look at is the 145 on the Saturday at Cheltenham. It's the From the Horse's Mouth podcast, Novices Chase. It's a listed race over three miles and a half a furlong. Mr. Coffee is your favourite at 11 to 4. We've then got Good Risk at All at 3 to 1. We've all been caught at 7 to 2. Broadway Boy at 5s. Alaphilippe 13 to 2. And Cloudy Flamingo is the outsider of the field at 150 to 1. Uh, Izzy, I'll go to you first. Obviously, we've got a pair of Nigel Twist and Davis uh, horses in here, but Sam is jocked up on Good Risk at All. Are you going to go for. One of the Twist and Davis connections? Um, well, it, I am going for a Twist and Davis connection, yeah, and I do think the jockey booking says it all. The fact that Sam is not riding We've All Been Caught, I think, says quite a lot because I know that the stable, because of his price tag, have had thought quite a lot of We've All Been Caught, and I know that you know he was bred to be a chaser. Um, so the fact that Sam is on good risk at all just shows me just how good Sam must think he is. Um, obviously, Sam Thomas's yard as well. We've been in flying form recently. So I will be firmly in the good risk at all camp. But I do want to just make a small mention um, for Alaphilippe. Um, I know he's, um, you know, not, he doesn't look particularly as fancied in the betting, um, but he's got a pretty, decent record. Um, he's, was, uh, what race was he second in? Was it the Potemps? Um, at Cheltenham at the festival, um, you know, and there's a 24% strike rate at the moment um, for Fergal O'Brien. So the yard's in great form as well. So got to love a bit of Paddy Brennan. So yeah, that they're the two for me. I would sway towards, you know, my my bigger fancy being good risk at all. But I don't think Philippe should be written off. I think he'll run a little bit better than his odds suggest. I know it's kind of a big jump then to Cloudy Flamingo, but yeah, I do quite like the look of Alaphilippe. Yeah, that wasn't a bad race, um, Good Risk at All and Alaphilippe uh, running at Carlisle um, last month. I was actually there that day. You had Giovinco in there as well, who unseated halfway round. He's actually boosted that form by winning uh, Aintree last weekend. So, yeah, uh, it's interesting to see a couple of runners there uh, reopposing. Um, how about you, Liz? How did you see this one? Yeah, I tend to agree with um, with Izzy with good risk at all. Albeit, I I always like Mister Coffee, and I think he's become almost a cliff horse for a lot of people. Um, he was actually eighth in this year's Grand National, the first English trained horse home, um, and out of sixteen runs, he's won three, came second five times, but he hasn't won for three years, and and I don't think he deserves his short eleven to four price. Um, but good risk at all. Won really well over two mile four at Carlisle a few weeks ago. 
and Alaphilippe uh, was 16 lengths down in second. I did take a look at Broadway Boy, uh, finishing two and a half lengths, second behind Florin Porter here at Cheltenham the other week. Um, with We've all been caught back in third. That was over the distance of three mile and a half of furlong. Uh, Broadway Boy could go well, but I think the ground could be just a bit too far on the soft side. Um, so I was stuck between Mr. Coffee with his poor wind form and Good Risk at All with his no form over this distance. Uh, but Good Risk at All should love the ground. Sam Thomas is having a great season so far. So Good Risk at All for me. OK, two votes for Good Risk at All. How about you, Katie? Well, I was between Mr. Coffee and Good Risk at all as well. So there's there's not much I can add, really. The fact that Mr. Coffee is still a novice. He has had nine runs over fences. He often runs well, but he, he's clearly struggling to get his head in front. And that's a bit of a worry for me. And Good Risk, risk at all, he has that stamina to prove. Um, he is less exposed. He made a, a pleasing start to his racing career. Back up in trip now and at Cheltenham on what could be soft enough ground up the hill He's been well back this afternoon, but um, I wouldn't be... I think he's probably the likeliest winner, but I wouldn't be um, backing him too much in this race because he just has that bit to prove. Um, the added distance as well as the, the Cheltenham Hill possible little testing round. It, it could be quite a tough race, and if it does turn into a bit of a stamina test, then Mr Coffee he'd get the nod for me, but whilst I think it'll be between the two, I, I wouldn't really have too much of a preference either way they both have a bit to prove and and so it's just a watching brief okay yeah i think we're all kind of thinking on the, on the same page here for me i love mr coffee I, he was one of my big fancies for the national i got to meet him as well at uh, lambourne open day and he was just chilling there in his box and uh, i've always had a bit of a soft spot for him but as the girls pointed out he doesn't win very often he does have some good Form at the festival though, didn't he come second in the Kim Muir last year? Um, so he he is interesting. Um, just whether if he's going to be um right for this, maybe he might need the run. That might be a concern. I think Good Risk at All is the horse that could be open to more improvement than some of the others, in my opinion. We've all been caught, obviously, as he mentioned, he's got that big price tag, but I'm not sure. I was a bit underwhelmed by his um performance last time out and. For me, I just think good risk at all. That was a good run at Carlisle. The trainers always said that he'll probably get three miles as well. So that does kind of persuade me to to come in round to him. Sam Thomas as well, been doing really well this season. And for me, I probably would just go with good risk at all. But uh, I, I will be cheering if Mr. Coffee is coming up the hill. So I'll probably back both of them on the day, to be honest with you. But uh, good risk at all, if I had to give a tip, would be uh, my my selection in the race anyway we move on to the feature race of day two at the november meeting it's a 220 it's the paddy power gold cup handicap chase stage star is your favorite five to one we've then got not long till may at sevens along with the real whacker and unexpected party il redoto at 17 to 2 fugitive 10s easier that 11s angel's breath 12s harper's brook 14s bigger are the rest Liz, this is quite an interesting race we've got a few here uh, that ran really well at last year's festival. In fact, two Grade One novice winners. Um, are you going to be going with something at the top of the market? Um, I think I am, and I feel that this is going to be an absolute corker of a race. I do like two in particular: the Real Wacker being one, and Unexpected Party being the other. Uh, the Real Wacker is going to have to divide top weight but he does love it at the track um obviously last seed winning the brown advisory at the festival behind no other than jerry cologne in that tight finish uh but his jumping is always pretty impeccable um and the soft ground won't be an issue uh potentially shaking on the goes well fresh record uh but he should definitely be up there um, unexpected party, uh, the other one that I liked for the Skeltons, uh, who beat Nappers Hill last time out at Chepstow last month by two and a three quarter lengths. Uh, Nappers Hill obviously won so well last weekend at Wincanton in the Grade Two novices. Um, unexpected party failed to win his first season chasing, but he did hold some useful form. He came fifth in the Turners at the festival in behind some of these at a hundred to one, where he stayed on, but made no real impression but he was only entered because he didn't get into the grand annual um and he could go he could go well um outside of the the top two 
Okay, that's Lizard Sports on the Paddy Power. How about you, Katie? I really like Il Ridotto. Uh, Freddie Ginger taking five pounds off. With the claim, he's effectively running off 139, which is one pound lower than when he was fourth in the race last year. He's plenty of experience at the track. He's actually the most experienced chaser in this field, despite being the youngest uh, horse in the in the race. And you know he wasn't he didn't run too badly when he was six in the play of one four six. So I think with the weight that he's carrying, uh, the experience of the course, trip and ground, everything should suit him here. And he's a nice each way price as well. So. I think he'll go very well. I have a few question marks over the horses that are shorter than him in the betting. Um, and I just think receiving all that weight from the likes of the real Wacker and, and Sage Star, um, I think he, he should have a really good chance. Okay, Il Rodoto is for Katie. And uh, Izzy, who are you going to go for? I really like the real whacker in this. Um, he finished the season on a trio of wins at Cheltenham. He as has already been mentioned, he beat Jerry Columbia at the festival um, in the Brown Advisory. He has got top weights here. Um, seen some comments about, you know, him not um, going well fresh, but, you know, he's relatively unexposed um, seven-year-old, to be completely honest with you. I don't think you can make too many comments about how fresh he runs after only, you know, uh, a couple of starts going fresh. And I think he could, he could bear top weight to win this. I think, you know, he's really got to be the one to beat. Okay, uh, the real whacker is for Izzy. Um, I think there's so many angles in here. There's quite a few uh, that you could definitely give a chance for. Uh, some that were on my shortlist were Unexpected Party. I like the real whacker. I've got a soft spot for him. For Izzy as that could run well. So could Angel's Breath. The one I'm going to go for is Long Till May for Adam Wedge and Laura Morgan. This horse ran an absolute blinder last year. Uh, last uh, earlier last season's festival, I should say, at uh, last season's festival, um, when he finished second behind stage start, he was forty to one that day, but he did connections proud. This time, not long till May's going to be uh, three bet pounds better off. So, I think that will serve him in good stead. And another thing that I looked at earlier when looking into the, some of the trends of this race, you want a run under your belt. Um, I think it was nine of the last twelve winners had all um been uh, out at least once this season. So the fact that he ran uh, Cheltenham at the October meeting when he finished fourth over two miles, I didn't think that was a bad run, and he was plugging on at the end. Laura Morgan Stable have been a little bit in and out, but if you actually look at some of uh, their recent runners, their more fancied horses have tended to do okay. Percussion, um, she ran well last week um in the grand sefton behind um behind uh behind jess gill so the form there's not looking too bad from the yard when they've got some of their their stable stars so for me i think seven to one i don't think that's a bad price he brings grade one form to the table i think this has probably been his target as well so for me i'm just going to go with not long till may it's around about seven to one but i wouldn't be at all surprised to see uh, quite a few others in here be very competitive and like i say there's plenty of angles uh, into this race so that's the paddy power covered we move on to the 255 to the paddy power games handicap hurdle buddy one is your favorite at six to one we've then got judicial law at 13 to two place net at sevens chantry house eights along with sean blue mocha devassi at nines come on teddy 14s along with darton and polish and bigger are the rest uh casey i'll come to you here first now I was saying to you earlier that I really fancy one in here and I said that you could borrow him for the weekend. So are you actually going to um, fulfil that? <laughs> yeah, I really like Buddy One. Um, he, he's just been running well recently. He has to carry top weight here, but he's some pound claimer on board. He has the experience of the track as well. He was third in the Martin Pipe when last seen. Iroko shrank that form on his chasing debut and... I think six to one is still quite a decent price um, for him. I think we have like Chantry House in here, who's clearly a class angle, but he's had his issues, and I'm not sure he'll be quite hundred percent for this. You probably need the run, um, and as well as a couple of others too. So I think Buddy One is is open to plenty of further improvement. Uh, only a six year old, I think he he's going to have a a good season ahead of him. Um, so I'm yeah really keen to see. 
Okay, buddy won in agreement. Uh, I am as well. Uh, I like him. I thought his win last time out of Galway was really good. He's got the festival form as well behind Oroko. Some people might say he threw it away that day in the Martin Pipe, but I think he just got a bit lonely out in front and was just idling a little bit. And then when the horses came back to him, he was starting to stay on again. He's got an entry as well in the Hatton's Grace, grade one um, over in Ireland at Ferry House uh, in a couple of weeks' time. So connections clearly think highly of him and if he was to win this quite well i think he could be maybe a, a an outsider maybe for the stairs hurdle which obviously isn't the most strongest of divisions so yeah buddy one will jack gilligan claim the seven pounds for me i think five uh six to one is quite a big price so i'm in agreement with katie how about um you izzy who did you like in this one I was actually looking at a couple of old names, uh, one been mentioned already. So I'll start by just putting up a mention for Chantry House. I know that Katie mentioned that he might need a run, but if you look at his form, he has always run well, fresh. And I know that this is a little bit more than fresh. This is 327 days off the track level fresh, which, you know, may need a different kind of, of running. And obviously looking at his last three runs it looks more like the alphabet than it does anything else which is not a great sign but we are talking that if he can regain any of that form of old or show any of that spark of old i don't think eight one's too much of a bad price for him you know he has been given the time by henderson um it doesn't appear like he's been rushed back um so i'd be quite interested to see how he comes out i don't think he's um He's not a massive play for me, um, but he's definitely one I'm interested in in seeing. And another that's 327 days since being off the track is Shan Blue. Um, I don't think I'll ever get over him squandering a 25-length lead in the 2021 Charlie Hall. I think it will just always hurt. It's like that Annie Power level of hurt. Um, he's had three runs since, and he's coming back from a lengthy absence again, but that was since he ran in the Roland Merrick. Um, but again, he's one where I'm interested to see how he goes. If I'm honest, between the two, I think looking at the form of the Henderson stable, I, I think Chantry House should potentially run better, um, which obviously isn't reflected in their odds. But I'm quite interested in seeing how these two come back. Okay, Izzy's going to go with the familiar names of Chantry House and Sean Blue. How about you, Liz? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, like you said, quite a few of these not had a run for over a year. Come on, Teddy, not having a run for nearly two. Um, I just think with Chantry House, obviously he has been a decent chaser. Um, but to see him go back hurdling, obviously after a time off, I think they're just sending him out to freshen him up after after not being since, since Boxing Day. Um, and like Katie said, he's obviously had a few issues. Uh, Buddy Wad, as we've discussed, will be fit. Um, but he's going to have to do that off top weight. Um, but I fancied each way shout on this, um, and that is with Fergal O'Brien's Polish, Polish, however you want to say it, I say Polish. Um, but I think he was 16 to 1 when I looked earlier. Um, his last five races, he's finished second every time. Um, his last two has been have been chasing, um, but they've chosen to stick it sticking back hurdling he stayed on well for second at the end of september over three miles he's only two pounds higher than his second in a class two hurdle in july which he won on soft um and fergal's been having a few winners so 16s could turn out quite well okay polish maybe he might break his unlucky streak and probably come third so um yeah let's see how polish gets on uh in the 255 at channel on saturday but yeah very competitive race but me i just can't see past buddy one i think he could be really exciting uh anyway that's enough of him uh the next race we're looking at is the 330 at channel mr paddy power intermediate handicap hurdle an interesting little race here springwell bay is your favorite at nine to four we've then got resplendent gray at ten to three janame at six to one london office calling at 13 to two wonderful eagle at 17 to two tiger jet 14s rock my way 20s bigger are the rest uh izzy i'll come to you here first um i thought this was probably one of the more trickier races we were previewing on the card did you have a strong fancy here no not a strong fancy i i, I don't think that um 
I think it's pretty difficult in terms of um, the racing. Obviously, Springwell Bay is the classier horse in the race, and that's reflected in the prices. Um, but I think there's a couple that could potentially have a chance. I think it all does depend to some degree just how much rain comes. For example, Wonderful uh, wonderful Eagle has a pretty decent um, form on heavy ground. Um I'd, I'd like to see, you know, how how much better he might run in comparison to some of the others if the ground did get a little bit boggy. Um, Rock My Way is an interesting runner um, because he obviously was running incredibly well um, at Cheltenham and, you know, obviously clearly um, loves to target a run at Cheltenham. It's the only track he's ever run at. Um, but since uh, January this year, he's basically fallen off a cliff. So... He's going to be an interesting runner to see whether he can regain any of his form from January. But yeah, it's not it's not a huge betting race for me. I have to be honest, I don't have a particularly strong fancy, so I'm probably not going to put one up. Okay, playing it safe then from Izzy. How about you, Liz? I'm in the same boat. <laughs> um, I don't have a strong fancy either. Um, I looked at Wonderful Eagle like Izzy. Uh, I just think he's an interesting contender of Philip Hobbs. Um, he's actually a flat horse from Germany, ran in a group race, um, who reveled in the mud. And he's picked up a couple of wins and a place over hurdles, all at Newton Abbott, all in class fours all over this distance. Um, beaten favourite last time out, uh, where the race maybe wasn't run to suit. Um, but yeah, no real fancy either. Okay. Um, and how about you, Katie? Well, initially I didn't have a strong fancy. Um, it is a tricky one. Very trappy race. It's not an easy race to predict. I had a look at a few of them. Springwell Bay, as is, you is, said, has obvious claims. Uh, Resplendent Grey is some nice form in the book as well I was trying to make a case for Tiger Jet um, I think he's probably better than 115 but on recent form he's a bit of a risky selection and he can be quite keen too so I think it's not really going to bode well for him um, at Cheltenham so the one I'm, I'm going to go for is one of the Irish Raiders and it's for Matthew Smith uh, the horse is called Another Choice as a sampan claimer, Jane Smith on board, he's off 124, but ultimately racing off 117. And I, I really fancy this horse. Um, he has some nice handicap form in the book, including when he was finished behind Stuzikini of Gordon Elliott, who went on to beat the Kim Yor winner, Angel Dawn, by 31 lengths at Thonmel uh, recently. Now rated 135. So I think another choice off as I said, ultimately off 117. Could be a really dangerous mark for him. He's finished in and around some nice horses in Ireland, uh, ones that I'd, I'd definitely be fancying in this race if they were here, such as Peaches and Cream, who who has an entry for Sunday's card, so we could see him there. Um, so, yeah, the prices as well. This horse makes a lot of appeal for me, 22 to 1. Um, quite keen on his chances each way. Okay, a big shout then for an outsider. Another choice for Katie. Um, I personally thought the favourite wasn't necessarily a good thing, but I'd be disappointed if he didn't give you at least a good run for your money. Uh, I think his form is far better than the majority of these. Um, obviously, he's not been seen since finishing sixth behind Irish Point at Aintree. But I just think over this trip, I think he's capable of beating these. Like Some of his form isn't bad, especially um, a race that he won at Ascot, I was actually there that day and I thought he did really well to, to, to battle and um, beat not a bad, decent little field. He beat the likes of Attacker, who had some decent form with Master Chewy, also as well Persian time. I didn't think that was a bad little race and he ended up winning by um, nearly 10 lengths. But it was just the way he battled that day. I really liked his attitude and he's got bits and pieces of form that make him on his day a very, very useful horse. But giving away 12 stone... Karen Twelvestone on, on your first run of the season maybe a little bit of a concern, but I do think that they found a good opportunity here for him. So I probably would just go with the favourite and probably be a bit boring, but I just thought the, the rest of these had to really step up. I thought Gin and Aim really had to step up, and some of the Irish, yes, you have to respect them when they come over, but I think I think they've got a lot to do to kind of get up to Springwell 
uh, base standard. So for me, I'll probably just go for him, but it is a, a very trappy race. So that's our thoughts then on some of the main races for Saturday. We now turn our attentions to Sunday, where we're going to look at some of the races there. Should just point out that at the time recording, we don't have the full field, so some of these horses might not run. So we'll just ask the girls what they've got on, on their shortlist or ones they want to keep an eye out. So the first race we're going to look at is the 145 at Cheltenham. It's the Cavani.co.uk Novices Limited Handicap Chase. Good Risk at All was your favourite, along with Trelong. Should say Good Risk at All, we've already mentioned, does have an entry. General Majorano is 6-1. to one. We've got JPR1 at 6 as well. Crabelli at 7s. Mr. Coffee, who's already entered at 7s. Railway Hurricane at 7s. Uh, Walking Clover 7s and Bigger are the rest. Liz, I'll just come to you here. Um, obviously, there's quite a few horses in here. We don't know the full declarations but who would be on your shortlist if they turned up yeah i think you can get rid of a lot on here on paper um as um a lot of these have been declared to either run tomorrow or saturday um but it's two of the nickels horses stood out for me sunny gino and Ginny's destiny um sunny gino has some really useful hurdle form uh, winning a class two and a good third behind Fenner Cross and Buddy One at Aintree in April. He has been out this season, coming third in a class two on heavy last month. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how he gets on over the bigger obstacles. Um, and then Ginny's Destiny, the other, also has some good hurdle form. Uh, came out for the first time chasing two weeks ago. Didn't show much, but he did that last year where he didn't show much. And then he won the race after that. Um and uh, he might repeat it this time, uh, but but yeah, always difficult uh, when this happens, <laughs> like three days before. Uh, so so no particular fancy, but maybe yeah, maybe one of the Nichols's horses. Okay, Liz will keep an eye on Paul Nichols's team. How about you, Katie? Yeah, it's it's difficult. Um, as Liz said, I'd have to wait for the final declarations to decide on this one and see who is going to actually run here um, because as we've mentioned a few are likely to run on Saturday so they're not going to be here in Edith's thighs one that always interests me is he's the French form behind Irish Point I think he's capable of showing further improvement and and could do well as a chaser here but um, yeah no strong fancy no worries and how about you Izzy? I think it's obviously one of those where the field is going to massively cut up. Um, the, I think, current favourite, Trelawne, has obviously a great, great chance, 30% strike rate at the moment um, for the stable. He won his chase debut um, not long ago. So he's the obvious choice here, um, having not got entries all over the show and actually a pretty decent chance of winning. I mean, do you, do you get on now? Um, and just hope and pray he doesn't come out. You know, take that anti-post price, but it's a bit of a, it does look a bit of a mess. Gotta be honest. Yeah, I would probably go for Trelawne. Um, if I had to give a selection, I thought he did the bit, did job well last time out. And Kim Bailey isn't no stranger to running horses off uh, big weights in these kind of races, so I probably would side for him. General Madrano is a horse that I've got a lot of time for. I was at Huntington. When he won, I remember putting him up when we were at Sandown earlier in the year uh, for jumps on early day. Ran a blinder that day to finish fourth. Um, and I actually know one of the owners as well. Go, he's in my pub quiz team. But you might see like some of the others in here. He's got entries, but not a Cheltenham earlier in the week. Plumpton, I heard that that was his preferred destination. So, uh, yeah, he'd probably go go to Plumpton. But if he did turn up, I would be definitely interested in him. But like I said, I don't, I don't think he is. But for me, I think Trelawne... It looks like he's he is going to turn up, and if uh, he does get declared and this does cut up, I could see him maybe being what maybe eleven to four, three to one. So maybe if you're brave, um, you listen to this um tonight or Friday morning, get him on before the the decks close. Uh, eleven to two, yeah, maybe maybe we could get on, but yeah, it's it's hard to work out what is going to run at this stage in a race like that. Um, we then got another handicap we're getting stuck into now, the two twenty uh the juice and handicap chase. Gutpan Kalange is your favourite at 9-2. City Chief is next in at 11-2. Your Own Story at 7-1. Flash Kalons at 8. Galilee Deter at 8 as well. 
Cloudy Glen 12s along with Melina Girl. Bigger are the rest. Katie, this is a little bit easier to work out, maybe what's going to run. We've got a few more jockey bookings here, at least towards the top of the market. Um, did you have a, a fancy in here? Yeah, we have. We've got Charlie Deutsch, Jock Dunn, Cloudy Glen, and Royal Bagai. I don't think it's too much easier, to be honest. Uh, for me, it isn't anyway. Melina Girl, maybe John, Johnny Burke riding for Gavin Cromwell there. There's a few horses in here that I like, um, like Galia Delato. She ran today, found on ran today. Is Dusak going to run? Uh, I'd be interested in him if he is, but I'm not sure he's going to want softer ground. Royal Pagai, I mentioned, I'm um, a big fan of his carrying top weight. It might be tough for him, but uh, I'd definitely be interested in him if he was running. I'm afraid it's another one that I'm going to have to wait for the final declarations and because I think this one could put up a bit and uh, I think it'd be de dependent on which horse is actually declared um, that I would make my decision on, on a few that I like. So I'm going to have to wait and see. Okay, sit and watch for Katie. How about you, Izzy? Exactly the same um, as Katie there in my thoughts. I was just, I was initially quite interested in seeing Roy Roy Bagai. Um, very similar to Katie. I've got a lot of time for him. Um, you know, Venetia Williams on a forty-five percent strike rate at the moment. We were talking earlier about potential rain, how soft it could become, and we know they love the mud. Um, just. Look, I know he's obviously got good credentials, but top weight again for Royal Bagai is so frustrating. It's just irritating at this point that they do keep lumping him with top, top weight in all of these races. If you look at his last form figures. Um, you know, I know he's come second a couple of times, but it just doesn't feel like he needs top weight. Um, I'd like to see, for obvious reasons, just because he can't physically ride them both. I'd like to see where Charlie Deutsch does decide to go. Um, obviously, I'd prefer him to pick Royal Bagai for, for market confidence and, and my own confidence, because um, he's obviously got the choice. So, yeah, I'm just going to wait and see, I think, obviously, before I do put money down. But I'm quite interested in Royal Bagai, especially if that rain comes. Okay, it looks like we're looking a little bit towards Team Venetia here. How about you, Liz? Um, I think I will, I think I, I do quite like Gutterpand, Colonges, um, gone well first time out the past two seasons, uh, won a handicap last month off top weight in the soft over three mile and a half. Um, and he's won five of his past 10 chasing racing races, placing three. Um, he was actually favourite for the Midlands National in March, finishing fourth. He's won on soft and heavy. Um, and I think, yeah, another bold bid is going to be forecast. Good Japan, mate. I am fully rowing in with you, Liz, with Good Japan Colange. I am pretty much the president, I'd say, of uh, of this horse's fan club. This horse will win a big pot at some point. And I've been trying to work out what they're going to have been doing with him this season. I've been following this horse since he won at Market Raisin last year. He's actually from the family uh, of Neptune Colonge, who some of you might remember won the Grand National a few years ago now. But what he's been doing, I've been really impressed with. Like last season, he um, did really well to beat Mr. Coffee, who's obviously not done too badly since. He finished fourth in a Midlands National when he was only um, a young horse, you know, and he's still got a lot more to offer. I, I was really impressed with his um, return at Carlisle when he beat Wasdale Dundalk. That form uh, has not been uh, too badly franked. He ran a good race, Wasdale Dundalk, at uh, Carlisle um, the other week. So form doesn't look too bad there he's off a mark of 136 so i was kind of thinking earlier i was like where are they going to go with this horse are they going to go for a welsh national and then i looked in the entries and, and he doesn't have an entry there so it looks like i'm thinking are they going to go for the ultimate with him is this his is this his uh, first trial before running in the ultimate get some course experience at cheltenham he's not been to the track before um if he takes to it i mean Obviously, he would have to win a couple of races to go up, but I think this is what they're aiming for this season. I think they'll be aiming potentially maybe at the Ultima, and that's why they're coming here, because if they wanted to run him in a Welsh National or, or a big staying race like that, he would have been ended up. So that's my angle thinking behind that. If I had to give a selection against him, I thought Glaudy Glenn maybe could go well. 
does go really well fresh. Um, he won the Southern Grand National fresh. He won the Labrooks Trophy fresh. Um, yeah, he, he's dangerous first time out. Off a mark of one four two with Venetia's Yard in, in great form. I think he's definitely a one to keep your name on. But for me, Gutpen Colange, if, if he is going to win a big part, he's going to have to run well here. And um, yeah, if, if he does, maybe he could be a player at the Ultima uh, next year. But uh, yeah, we'll have to see how he does on, on Sunday. Anyway, enough of me uh, talking about him. Let's move on. We go to the 255 to the Schler chase. Um, John Bond is your favourite at 1-2 on. We then got Edward Stone at uh, 5-2. Nuba Negra at 6-1. Bambridge 8s. Editor Dugit 14s. Dancing on my own 25s. And that is your field at the current time of recording. Now, um, Izzy, I know you said that this looks like it could be a great race. Do we think that John Bond, we could take him on here? I think this is solidly the best race of the weekend. What a turnout. I hope they all turn up. I think this looks amazing. Obviously, you've got last year's winner in there with Nube Negra. Um, I am... I am firmly in the John Bond camp. I think this race is really between two horses, although the market doesn't see it that way. I see it that way. The first one is John Bond. You know, he is marvellous. Henderson's in great form. What I'm very interested to see about John Bond is, obviously, he won't have his usual pilot in Aidan Coleman. So I'm very interested to see who's going to get the leg up and get that spare spare ride there what a spare to pick up John Bond amazing so that would be very interesting to keep an eye on and the other one the other who I think could could win this is Bambridge I think a lot of Bambridge um he won at this meeting last year um I think he's so impressive I've been so impressed by him in his last few runs and I really do think you know if he's a horse that's going to go on to bigger and better things which I hope he will I'd like to see him win here. Um, still hasn't got a jockey on board. And, you know, I've said, I hope he goes because I think it's going to be a really good race. Okay. Bambridge there. Uh, yeah, I'm in the fan club there. Obviously, the Irish don't tend to put a jockey up until, like, they've actually made the decks. But, yeah, Bambridge, if he does run, will be a worthy adversary to John Bond. How about you, Liz? Um, you siding with John Bond? Yeah, I'm not. Not probably gonna have a bet on him. And it's such a short price, unless I've got a million quid, which I don't have. Um, but um, I think he's gonna take some beating. Um, eight runs. He's only ever been beaten by Constitution Hill, um, in the Supreme and El Fabiolo in the Arkle. Um, where I don't think he maybe never looked really happy. Um, I think maybe a slight concern if the ground switches to heavy. Probably likes it on the better side of soft. Um, but I think this should get his campaign started for the season, ready to potentially take on the Tingle Creek. He, he's already uh, one to two on on anti post for that, um, and and a six to one shout for the champion chase at the festival anti post two. Uh, but yeah, I think he's going to be really hard to beat. Okay, solid vote for John Bon. How about you, Casey? Well, I I think John Bon. He's a worthy favourite. He's only been beaten by Constitution Hill and El Fabiolo, as the girls have mentioned. And he's a very good horse. He often doesn't get the credit he deserves. Um, I'm seeing Nico de Boyneville dropped up here uh, on my screen. So I'd imagine that he'd be riding him. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice to see him go and win um, at Cheltenham. I think the biggest danger is Edward Stone. Uh, he's gone wild fresh. In the past, I think he won the Tingle Creek when fresh last year um, at Sandown. So if he's able to be back to his best, then I think he's got a, an excellent chance. We know that he didn't do too well in the in the champion chase at the festival this year. He was well beaten by an argument, uh, which was a shame, really. He, he never really showed up, never got into a rhythm. And I suppose you can forgive him that run. Um, so if he's able to bounce back from that and he's going to be ready to go here, I think he's got a very good chance. I also love Bambridge. Um, got massive soft spot for him after he won at this meeting last year. Remember, Izzy and I went to back him. And I don't know if all of us did, but I, I remember we went to back him and went to see him in the paddock. And 
he's just a gorgeous horse. Um, and I also saw him at Aintree. Was a very good winner there. Um, so I've got a lot of time for Banbridge, but I just I'd be worried about him if there's a lot of rain about because although he has run on soft in the past, he hasn't wanted it soft um, at this stage in his career. Um, so I'd be a bit concerned if um, if it was quite soft there. He was a non-runner at Cheltenham because of it uh, this year. So Banbridge, a little bit worried about the ground for him. I'm not sure I'd have a bet on Edward Stone, but if I was to have a bet in the race, I'd probably go for Edward Stone. Okay, yeah, I think for me this is a sit and watch one. Um, John Bunn, I, I love this horse, but... I'm just not convinced around him about Cheltenham. Like, obviously, he's bumped into Constitution Hill. He's bumped into El Fabiolo. There's nothing really in here that kind of would be X factor. But I don't know. Like, there's just always that doubt in the back of my mind uh, with him. And to be fair, I was against him when we, we were at Sandown that day. I thought Grenatine was going to get the job done. But he proved me wrong there. But maybe... John Bond, this could be um this could be a good springboard for him. I don't know, but like the likes of Bambridge, like even dancing on my own, I know like he's handicapper like stepping up and has got plenty to prove, but we've seen a few strange results in this two mile division in some of these races. Like Everton De Geek coming out and winning the Clarence House last year. I mean it's interesting to see how the pace is gonna line up if, if they both do run. Um it might just, if one of them gets loose on the front and gets too much rope, that maybe it could be hard to peg back. Obviously, Edison Geek was disappointing at Exeter last week. But Dancing on my own, he just seemed to be improving a little bit. I don't know, maybe if they ride him forward, he could be maybe one to run more well. But yeah, John Bone obviously, is is the one uh, that's the, the, new, the new force in the division. And yeah, you'd like to see him win and then go on to the Tingle Creek, but yeah, it's not one that I'm personally going to have a bet in, but uh, I think uh, I think there's a couple of interesting angles in, in the Schloss, so look forward to seeing what uh, the full fields are tomorrow. Um, the last race we're going to preview then, um, the main race anyway, is the 3.30 at Cheltenham. It's the Unibet Greatwood Handicap Hurdle. Um, not as many runners in it this year as previous years, and maybe not the strongest either. Like We had the likes of I Like to Move It, um, win this last year sadly no longer with us but um yeah i don't think it's the classiest winner i've ever seen but uh willie mullins has got the favorite only a matter of time at four to one we then got iberico lord at sevens nimian lion at 15 to two Le probably butchered that at eights look away nines knickerbocker glory tens jinkoko elevens lucia twelves punctuation fourteens any harm in asking sixteens Bigger are the rest. Liz, I'll come to you here first. Obviously, we've got those colours, the, the Paul Byrne colours at the top of the betting. 4-1, to one, Willie Mullins. Um, is this one you think the bookies are going to be running away from? Well, I like a front runner. And therefore, I'm opting for Neil King's look away. Who won really well last month here at Cheltenham in the Grade Two uh, at Novice? He jumped really well. The hill was no issue. Um, whilst that was on good ground, uh, he will be soft or even possibly heavy. Um, he has won on soft ground before, uh, um, and whilst he's obviously been raised for that win, uh, I think this appears to be in the plan. They've spoken about it for a while, um, and I think he'll do quite well, especially if it does. If it is really soft and he goes from the front then it's always sometimes difficult to reel, reel them back in. Um, so, yeah, look away for me. Okay, look away it is for Liz. How about you, Katie? I'm afraid it's again. I'm going to have to wait for the final declarations because there's a lot of horses in here that I like. Uh, would we expect to see the cheer here? I, I doubt it. Um, look away, I was very pleased to see when uh, last time out and... I doubt that I'd be deserting him if he is declared um, because he's a horse that I like a lot. And, you know, there's a few others in here that if they were declared that I'd be quite interested in them. Um, so I'm afraid I, I can't add too much. Or, but we know only a matter of time uh, in those colours, trained by Willie Mullins. Yeah, I think he's going to be quite a, a short price. I think he's already been backed in quite a bit and, uh, yeah, definitely likely to be to be dangerous and one to keep on side. Um, but we'll see when the final de declarations. 
Yeah, we will. Um, and how about you, Izzy? I'm very, very interested by only a matter of time. Obviously, um, he beat Billy Mullins. Um, I will be Bay before, and there's a recent article. I think it's on the Sporting Life, um, talking about talking about that and um, talking about that uh, result. You know, in in the stewards' room at the time, and. Willie Mullins was saying how much he thought of I Will Be Bay. Um, so really interesting um, to to see how he runs. Um, like you say, Lucia, will, will she run? She's had a pipe opener at Weatherby. She's one I'd be interested in. Punctuation um, is also on my shortlist. Um, a winner at York on the flat last time out with Holly Doyle on board um, for Fergal O'Brien, as I mentioned earlier, the stable in pretty good form. So punctuation also makes my shortlist. So, yeah, I'm obviously going to have to wait for the decks, to be honest with you. But those three are probably on my shortlist. Okay. I quite like the like of Neiman Lion here. I just think that there's a horse that maybe could go on to into like graded company or running graded hurdles later on in the season obviously there wouldn't be a force in them but if they could like at least run them creditably I, I thought it could be him that could be still ahead of his mark he's only six years old he's by golden horn as well he's doing really well as a jump site um won at Foss last when he won the world champion hurdle pretty well even his former kelso i think is not bad when he beat colonel harry that day i think he's a, a horse going places carrie lee this is our only runner at Cheltenham this weekend so I do think that this horse at 15 to 2, I don't think that's a bad price there. We saw top weight when it last year, so I wouldn't be at all surprised to see uh, another top weight uh, carrying performance here. Uh, another horse that I thought maybe could run well at a bit of a price was, again, another horse that's going to be carrying a big weight. Too friendly. Lily Pinchon, I see, he's dropped up for James Owen. James Owen's been doing really well of late. And too friendly, to be fair, has got some good form if you go back through the book. He even finished... Uh, uh, fifth in the Fred Winter era quite a few years ago now, but he's been a very consistent handicapper, but he just seems to be improving, and his second behind Rubo um, at Kempton last time out in a, in a listed uh, hurdle there, I didn't think that was a, a bad race at all, he beat the likes of First Street, we've seen uh, Rubo as well go on to, to win the Elite um, last weekend, I don't know, I just, I just think that he's a horse that um, he's only five, and even though it does feel like he's been around for a while, it could maybe outrun his odds there at 25 to 1. So, yeah, he, he would be one I'd be maybe keeping on side as well. But, yeah, we know more once we know the full fields. But, uh, yeah, shaping up to be a, a competitive-looking handicap. Anyway, that's our thoughts then on the ITV races this weekend. Obviously, we've got three cracking days at Cheltenham. We'll go around the girls now see um what they fancy katie i'll come to you first is there anything else that made your shortlist over the next few days oh i'm looking forward to seeing delta work tomorrow in the cross country and galvin too but especially delta work um and i'll be keeping an eye on musical slave as well from an each way angle there also moon over clune in the three city tomorrow at cheltenham uh, he's a horse that I really like. Followed him in Ireland, and I think he might have a decent each way chance as well. Okay, a few there from Katie to to watch out for. How about you, Liz? Yeah, I fancy a few tomorrow. Actually, uh, the two twenty JPR one, a uh, great round of jumping. First time chasing, last time out. He's going to love it. Soft Tizards are doing well. Um, as Katie said, uh, Delta Work probably gets the nod for me again for the cross country. I love that race. Um, it's just a spectacle to watch. Um, and the five past four, Nikki Henderson's imposed to a lightly race, last seen in May, winning a class four at a canter. And I'll be really surprised if uh, if he doesn't win tomorrow. Okay, and how about you, Izzy? Um, I quite like the look of uh, Millie, Willie, Millie, <laughs> Willie Mullins, bumper horse, um, baby Kate in the four oh five on Saturday. Um, always back Mullins in the bumper, right? So yeah, be keeping an eye on baby Kate. Okay, just keep an eye out for that one, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got. Yeah, I'll definitely be back in that. <laughs> Well, I've got a few to, to keep an eye on. I'll try and limit them as, as quickly as possible. In the cross-country race, girls already mentioned it. We've got the rematch between Galvin and Deltwork. But I thought one that was a little bit overpriced 
was Frankie de Berlay. Actually, didn't run too badly um, in last year's cross-country chase at the festival, even though it does say refused. If you go back and watch the race replay, he was running a really good race at a huge price. He was 100 to 1, but... He was he was in the top three as they turned up the home straight, but he just got tired. But this is in a handicap now, and he's nearly two stone better off. So he's getting plenty of weight from, from the big guns, and this just might be a little bit easier for him. He seems to have taken to it really well. Obviously, he's a 10-year-old. We know a lot about him. But around these defences, he does tend to run quite well. So I think maybe he's a little bit overpriced 405 are like Kaif Ness for Lucinda Russell one his last two the form from Kelso's worked out I quite liked him moving on to Saturday um as he said about the bumper um yeah obviously Willie Munnins always have to respect him in the bumper but there was one here um that I was at Huntington at what when the horse won and that was June Bell for Barney Frost and Lucy Wadden didn't have some bad form last season um in bumpers came fourth in a, in a listed bumper at sandown but the winner huntington even though it's hard to know the strength of that form you could tell uh from the paddock that she was miles better looking than all of them and she just looked a class above and it was a bit of a weird run race at huntington it was a steadily run race but i thought she won with a lot more up her sleeves than the, the winning margin suggests uh, i just thought 22 to 1 you know like i wouldn't be at all to see her run a massive race um and then i've got one more for for sunday as well and that is hazy glenn um for billy garrity and michael and david easterby this one did uh, me and katie a couple of turns uh at carlisle when he won was a huge gamble that day um was 16s into fives i know the owner flew all the way from singapore just to go and watch the horse, and he absolutely bolted up. He's got a proper flat pedigree. He was related to some decent horses of Roger Fer uh, Roger Varian on the flat, and uh, I think there could be some big things for him in the Imperial Car Imperial Racing Colours. So, yeah, for me, Hazy Glen Billy Garrity's already dropped up. Be interesting to see what price he is, but if he's a double figure price, I'm going to definitely be getting stuck into him. So, they're on my short list for this weekend. Anyway, enough for me rambling on. That's all we got time for. Thanks again for the girls for giving up their time. Hopefully uh, we have a good weekend. If you see us at Cheltenham as well, feel free to give us a shout out. You can follow us on social media where we're on Twitter and Instagram at In The Saddle Pod. Please remember to subscribe to us on all the major podcast platforms and we'll be seeing you again soon.